What's up, everybody? This is episode 61 of the Clappercast. This is Saturday, September 19th, 2020. And my name is Burke. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean. Sean, how's it going today? Well, you know, just uh, went for a run for the first time in six months earlier today, and my legs are not happy anymore. So, <laughs> just, uh, dealing with that whole spaghetti leg syndrome. Oh, numb over there. Yeah, yeah. Just I, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll feel it. Definitely in a couple not going to record standing up today. <laughs> Fair enough. That's. I think you've probably earned that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's kind of uncommon for us two episodes in a week, but you know, duty calls with the yeah. Stanley Cup Finals coming up. Yeah, we're here with some uh, some bonus content, a rare weekend episode. Ooh, exciting times, exciting times. Right. Um, figure, figure. One of these times in the playoffs, we'll uh, we'll actually record <laughs> a, a prediction show before the round actually starts, so we don't kind of have the first two or three games out of the way to make our our expert predictions. Yeah, it makes the prediction carry a bit more weight, hey? When you say <laughs> it in the beginning rather than a few games in. Yes, tiny bit. So, um, Dallas and Tampa Bay. Who would have thought that we'd end up here? Um, I think Tampa Bay has been a strong competitive team for a few years here, but uh, Dallas is, is a bit surprising. I know that uh, I was on the hype train uh, all playoffs, but they were actually my pick in September, so I'm pretty pumped that they ended right. up in the finals. Yeah, like how, how much of a confidence booster is that for you that your, your preseason pick is now in the cup final with a really real shot of winning the whole thing? That's, yeah, uh, that's pretty I'm good. I'm pretty pumped. I'm, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, i'm okay with you know it. what take take the wins when you yeah, can <laughs> absolutely it kind of makes it look like i know what i'm talking about which i will take every opportunity yeah because it's, they're very rare <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm not super pumped that they're up against tampa because tampa is a super strong team and they've looked very impressive so um i think it's going to be a really really tight matchup um despite what you yeah know, i mean the media is saying yeah, like these are these are two high power teams. I mean, Tampa's got the the offense to Dallas's defensive prowess, and both of them throughout the playoffs have kind of shown even even on their weaker side. Like Dallas's Dallas's offense has been good off and on through the playoffs, and I mean, Tampa's not exactly a slouch defensively, but they're doing great, and especially with Vasilevsky and Net has some impressive numbers so far. So they're really all, all both teams are firing on all cylinders yeah, right now. Absolutely. Uh, I guess since this is a preview show, uh, we should give our takes. So uh, I am fully on board the Dallas hype train, uh, but I was kind of torn between do I go against them like I did in the Colorado series or do I go with them because I'm on board the, the bandwagon. Uh, ultimately, I think I'm going to I'm going to go with Dallas and I'm going to go with Dallas in six. Uh, so that's that's my prediction, I guess. Um, I'm just banking on them continuing their underdog status into this series and um, using their you know dynamic blue liners and <clears throat> using their depth guys to to continue to score. And I think that that's gonna you know carry them over the edge here in this in the finals and bring them the cup. First cup since when? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. I think yep. it's ninety nine. If that's not there, like <laughs> after game pump-ups like like party song i don't know that's uh yeah that's absolutely gonna be the the song of the series for them (laughs) yeah so dallas and six is what i'm going with yeah so you you've got dallas and six um i gotta go i gotta go on the flip side here i gotta say tampa bay in six as well i uh i think that you might do that yeah well we gotta we gotta have something to talk about right i mean if i if i go with you uh with you as dallas pick then we'll be like okay cool we agree and end the episode there gotta have some discussion yeah, here, right? i mean we had that one round where we had all the same picks but other than that we're normally pretty pretty at odds so it's nice to see that we're back at, in our usual ways here 
Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, so I think Tampa Bay, obviously they've got the abs dominant roster that contains Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, uh, possibly Steven Stamkos if he can make it back for a game or two, Victor Hedman, Mikhail Sergachev, and Andre Vasilevsky. Like, these are all elite level players, and it's really rare to have that much talent on one road. So what they also did last or did this season that kind of corrects their issues from last year is bring in physical forwards. We've talked about this uh, in the past in the past few episodes that they can actually play playoff hockey now when they bring in guys like Luke Shen, like Zach Bogosian, um, Barclay Goodrow, Blake Coleman, Patrick Maroon. Like these are all players who can engage physically and really provide something, contribute to the team being able to succeed in the playoffs. And they've shown their ability to take over games, to not get overwhelmed. Like they took out Boston. They, they came into the series against the Islanders and the Islanders have been dominating everybody so far. They came in and won 8-2 in the first game and just steamrolled the rest of the series for the for the most part. So I think they're just they're just on a roll. I think they have the roster talent to to take the whole thing this year. This might actually be yeah, their year. Yeah, they've definitely been in the mix for a number of years here where they've they've gotten very close and um, they've got a lot of guys with a lot of experience and um, I think that they've made some some definite improvements to their team with the guys that you mentioned and you know they're looking ready to, to kind of push past the whatever's been in their way here and to, to take take it all but you know one thing that they don't have is you'll keep your to get right. a trick for them yeah so uh i think you know the edge for for random fins getting hat tricks goes to Dallas, and that's the most important stat that we can have in playoffs. So hat tricks for sixty uh, on the think, charts. <laughs> you, know, you, <laughs> you gotta you gotta <laughs> hand it to uh, to Dallas for that one. Yeah, I mean, I think as as far as like high end talent, I think Dow. Uh, sorry, I think Tampa definitely wins on that end. So I think it's gonna be up to Dallas's defense to to withstand that and to you know, kind of weather the storm from, from them because Dallas has been getting outshot in pretty much every game that they've played in in these playoffs, but they've had those depth guys take the chances when they can against, like, weaker D pairings, and I think that might be something that Dallas can capitalize on in this series is, you know, that um, those Luke Shen types of blue liners, if they're in the lineup, because Stamkos will be coming into the lineup and... Um, you know, he might be he might bump somebody and you mentioned to me that Tampa's been playing 7D men yeah so you know Luke Shen might not be around <laughs> <laughs> for for Dallas to uh, take advantage of but you know they've they've they faced some pretty strong teams in in Vegas and Colorado so um, I think this is gonna be nothing new for them and they're they're definitely kind of embracing that underdog status and they've got a goalie that's locked in with uh, Anton Hudobin so I mean, yeah. whichever way this series goes, you, you kind of have to be happy because you have a team that's not struggled, but but has been very competitive for, uh, well, like five or six years here and just hasn't been able to, to push through and, and get the cup. Yeah, as uh, as Scott Oak so so eloquently put it after the <laughs> after the Lightning won, they were doing some post-game interviews. He asked Victor Hedman if he remembers uh, 2015's cup loss. So, you know... <laughs> Just a very yeah, hey, a very uh, sympathetic moment there. Brutal loss. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you remember probably like one of the lowest points of your career? Oh no, Scott, I, I totally yeah. you know blocked that up. Thanks <laughs> totally for reminding forgot me about, about that. that. Thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you have a team that like Tampa that's that's you know been in the mix for a long time and you know they're 
they're looking like the best incarnation of their playoff selves. So there's them, and then there's Dallas, which hasn't won since 1999. So either way, you kind of got to be happy with how this plays yep. out. Um, I think you made a good point about um, Dallas's depth being being a bit of a key to this series, especially on forward. That um, they're gonna they're gonna have to find ways to capitalize whenever they can. They've done a decent job of that so far, but they're gonna need to find the best opportunities to do so. And with Dallas's forward depth, I think they that's gonna be something that they have to look at to try and utilize. When they have, uh, say, for example, Denis Gurianov, averaging 14 minutes a game, looks to be about a third line utilization. He's got 17 points in this in this in these playoffs. They're going to be looking to him to match up against some of the weaker D pairings. They're going to be looking at guys like Rupe Hints and Radic Faxa to step up a little bit and um, take take a bit more or capitalize a bit more on their opportunities. And they've got like you talked about um, Kivaranta as well. Is probably going to get a shot because he's been he's been excellent for them in in big situations. And guys like that are going to be key to pretty much just capitalizing whenever they can because um, you know. When you've got Tampa's top defenders of Hedman, Sergachev, McDonough, it's going to be hard to get a whole lot past them in the first. Uh, uh, it's going to be hard to get a whole lot past those guys when your top players are going to be shut down pretty easily by that. Yeah, when like Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan and Radulov are going to be out there against like, Victor Hedman, it's going to be hard to get anything past him. Yeah, and let's be honest, Victor Hedman, he's playing 26 minutes a night. He's going to be out there against a the second line too, probably. <laughs> Yeah, he's an absolute monster. He's definitely going to be um, utilized a lot in this cup final. I think uh, we'll probably see him out there for a lot of the game. You know, he's just so impressive. He's, uh, I think, what is it? He's tied or has he beaten Paul Coffey's record of, like, playoff goals in, in one playoff appearance of nine? Um, so he's having a really, really great postseason Um and yeah, we're going to see a lot of him out there. Um, I think, yeah, Dallas is going to have to score when he's not on the ice. <laughs> yeah, then that's going to be that's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very, very hard. Um, and, you know, for the flip side, um, you know, Tampa's going to have to, I think they're going to have to be pretty aggressive on Miro Heiskanen um, and not play him too lightly because he's such a smooth skater. He can kind of make it happen at both ends, both ends of the ice, just like Hedman can. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're gonna really be looking at. It's gonna be um, exciting to kind of watch that. Anthony Sorelli in a case like that, someone who's actually a really, really strong defensive forward is gonna have to step up big time, and he's probably gonna get a lot of those tough matchups, especially against guys like Heiskanen and guys and possibly Klingberg too. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's gonna be important for for Dallas for guys like Pavelski and uh, Corey Perry to you know play their game and get in front of the net and uh, make it hard for. Vasilevsky to see the puck. Um, Perry's really good at making it hard for the goalie to play by grabbing uh, grabbing the goalie's pads. He can he can continue with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's the Dallas way of winning the Stanley Cup. Oh, Cups, good point. Right? Is to to be around the goalie. And <laughs> so questionable goal. So, so if <laughs> if Dallas wins the cup, is it going to be off a goal scored because Corey Perry's grabbing Vasilevsky's pads or something? Some botched goalie interference call. It has to be. It's, it's the only that's way, right? Dallas way. <laughs> if Dallas wins, I think that's that's how it's going to be. Has to be. Uh, so you heard it here first. Yes. Yeah. Corey Perry, goaltender interference, non-call, <laughs> cup-winning goal. <laughs> it's got to be controversial because we love it that way. And just because of the salt. The salt would just be unreal. Oh, absolutely. 
and Corey Perry would make it perfect. It has to. It has to be him. It's you know, an absolute <laughs> saint. You can't have. Yeah. You can't have someone who isn't an absolute saint have a have a play like that on his record. No. no. <laughs> he's a he's a beautiful player. Wouldn't harm anyone. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. But um, you know, speaking of all these great players, um, do you have any predictions for a Con Smythe? Who do you think's gonna be some MVP candidates for these teams? Well, I think uh, with his play in the la- especially recently, I'm assuming he's gonna continue it on. I think for the Tampa Bay Lightning, Victor Hedman is now the favorite, in my opinion. Um, he's been an absolute monster on both sides of the puck. I think I can't remember the stats. I forgot to pull this part up about how much of a positive impact he has on on his team's defensive play when he's on the ice. I mean, 15 points, nine goals throughout the playoffs so far. I think he's doing everything for this team. So I think he's a favorite with uh, Braden Point and probably Vasilevsky just by virtue of having a, a 931 save percentage, 182 goals against average. That's pretty good as well. So I think Hedman's the favorite with Point and Vasilevsky as uh, secondaries for Tampa Bay. And I think looking over at Dallas, Miro Haskinen is probably, in my opinion, the favorite for them. However, Anton Hudobin's right there as well for what he's done stepping up in Ben Bishop's absence. And... Yeah. Personally, even I'd even go with a dark horse candidate here. I don't think he'd win it because he his performance hasn't been as impressive. But Joe Pavelski and and what he's bringing to the lineup with that veteran presence and his his experience as veteran presence, he's got nine goals in the twenty one games as well. And he's been he's been pretty big for them in that forward crew in kind of balancing out the offense through their lineup because that depth has actually been one of the strong points for for Dallas so far. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh good pick i mean he's been i think he's been a huge pickup for them honestly just kind of gonna bring some leadership and bring some of that pressure off of the shoulders of the core group of like jamie ben and sagan um just another kind of veteran guy to um provide another voice in the, in the room and you know he's played a lot of huge games for san jose in the past um you know against vegas yeah um so uh yeah i think he's he's been good for them but yeah i think anton hudobin is probably my favorite for for dallas for a con Smythe. you know he's got he has has the most saves in the playoffs he's has a 920 save percentage um he's been kind of one of those premier backups for the last few years you know going back to his time in boston where He's been very, very serviceable guy, um, but you know he's really kind of knocked out of the park with how he's played in this postseason. Um, you know, filling in for Ben Bishop is—it's like he's a starter, just by like you would never guess that this is the the guy that played second fiddle all year, just watching him because he is that good. You'd think who the hell is the starter right. <laughs> if this guy's on the bench right um it's pretty good pretty good I mean, they were a have. really good they were a really good tandem and bishop has tried to come back he must have like some groin injury or something because when he has come back this year in playoffs he has been very slow pushing off the, the posts and everything so yeah, i think kudobin or kudobin is is a, a definite candidate for consmite and i i think you know, Hedman or Point or Vasilevsky and, and 
high screen Eric Kudobin. I think one of those guys is going to win it, and, unless someone just goes to town in this series and gets like, you know, 19 goals or something. Like, I mean, Kavaranchik, it could do it, but he's on pace um, for about that many after his first game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or maybe like Gurianov gets like a 150 mile per hour slap shot oh God, goal yeah. or something like that. Maybe. Maybe that'll warrant a con smite just for that. Gonna so. have to ship some ship some new nets into the bubble if he breaks through the mesh on all the ones in there already. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have another question for you because, you know, you're the resident Edmonton fan. So the fact that one of these teams is going to win the Stanley Cup in Edmonton, in the Edmonton Oilers locker room, does that make you feel any sort of way <laughs> at all? I, uh, I think it's actually kind of a funny trivia question that uh, – you're going to be able to be like, oh, who was the first home team to, or who was the first team to, to celebrate a cup victory in Edmonton's arena? And it's going to be like, not the Oilers. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can win it in the, in the away arena, but uh, it's, it's just like, a, we're going to be a really fun trivia question for, <laughs> for the future. I definitely think they should hang a banner up. Don't give Nashville any ideas. <laughs> they want to get as many banners up as possible. <laughs> but also, also a banner would be pretty funny too, to have. To have like Dallas or or uh, or Tampa Bay banner just hanging up in the Oilers rafters somewhere like hey someone won the cup here, <laughs> yeah, never forget. <laughs> so back when they were kind of planning out this whole bubble thing, there was uh, talk about how the the people who were running the arena presentations in the league were planning on bringing in uh, crowd booing noises for when Batman and comes out to prevent to, to present the cup to the winning team here. How do you or what do you think of that that uh environment or that thought to to make it like at home for hockey fans and hockey players to have like the fake booing for Batman just because he's there i absolutely love it <laughs> i think it's great i think that it shows that the league has a sense of humor about it and that they're embracing that meme that uh it's just it's a, not just a normal thing to happen but it's like part of the whole tradition yeah, is that it's it's part of the experience. Every home team fans will boo yeah. him, <laughs> regardless of if their team has won or yeah. not. Like they, he <laughs> needs to get booed. It's just part of the deal. So I think it's great. I yeah. love it. I uh, I especially like how he's uh, Batman himself has just embraced it. Like when when it happens, he like he goes out onto the yeah. ice or into the onto the stage for the draft or whatever. He goes out expecting it. And he sees it. He starts smiling. He's waving. Like he 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 embraces it. It's like it's like a form of endearment to him. <laughs> yeah, it it really is. I I love it. And I I couldn't see, you know, any of the commissioners for any of the other major sports leagues embracing it like he has. Absolutely, he's really not. just made it his own thing. Like he just loves it. <laughs> I think uh, I think I remember seeing a quote from him somewhere reading it that um he's actually always appreciated it because if people feel strongly if if the fans feel strongly enough to boo him for things that he's doing then it shows him that the fans actually care that if he would be more concerned if nobody gave him a reaction at all because then he would see that as the fans just don't actually care about the league or the sports or whatever but because they're booing him that mm -hmm. they actually they, it's showing that they actually care about the league and they're passionate about it which that was a pretty That's insightful little tidbit of info good guy batman yeah right doesn't mind getting booed what a guy so i think that wraps things up for this uh, half week here on clappercast make sure you rate review and subscribe to our show on any podcast platform you can find us for example on spotify apple podcasts and google podcasts and more 
To keep up to date with the latest content, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ClapperCast Media or on Twitter at ClapperCast. Start the conversation on our post there and let us know which team you think will win the cup this season. Thank you all for tuning in. We will be back, we will be back soon with more NHL Hockey Talk. Thank you.